This is episode number 36 of The Inspiring Talk with social entrepreneur Matthew Jos. Welcome guys to The Inspiring Talk. My name is Vijay Gautam. I'm host for this show. Each week I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential. Boys and girls, welcome to another episode of The Inspiring Talk. I'm super pumped for my guest, Matthew Jos. Matthew is a social entrepreneur based in Chennai. Over the last seven years, he has established himself in the field of recycling in India through the social enterprise he runs called Paperman. He has pioneered the creation of innovative models of recycling that motivates people to recycle. He has created a platform called Trash Funding that helps people to convert their trash into an investment for social change. His expertise also lies in the key understanding he has about India's 1.5 million strong informal sector recyclers. He is passionate about improving their livelihoods through his innovations. Matthew's innovative method to improve recycling has got him recognition from media world over like BBC, People magazine and more. In 2016, Forbes magazine has added Matthew into the annual list of 30 people under age of 30 from India and Asia. Matthew has been awarded the prestigious Ashoka Fellowship in 2015 and he is also most recently a Nellis Japan member. In this conversation, Matthew shares about why was he fascinated by trash and his story of starting Paperman, challenges he has to go through as a social entrepreneur, the untapped opportunity in trash economy and his innovative ideas to promote recycling of waste and much more. I hope you will enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoyed interviewing Matthew. Now, before I welcome Matthew, Guys, make sure that you share this episode with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 3636. Now, I would like to read review of the week for this podcast. Dr. Gord from US writes, I enjoy this brief inspirational moments. You can tell host Vijay Gautam is passionate about keeping listeners inspired and moving forward. I love the mix of wisdom and quotes from notable people but also the wisdom and passion from the host as well. Thank you so much Dr. Gord for your kind review. I'm glad that you love the podcast and found some time to leave a review. Guys, if this is your first time listening to this show, make sure that you subscribe to The Inspiring Talk podcast on your podcast app on iPhone or Castbox app on Android or wherever you get your podcast from so that you won't miss upcoming great interviews with successful and inspiring personalities every week and if you are already subscribed to the show and have been listening to this for quite some time make sure that you leave a review for the show and hopefully give a five star rating so that i can feature you in upcoming episodes now without further ado let me welcome matthew jos Welcome back inside episode number 36 of the Inspiring Talk podcast. Matthew Jos is here chatting with me today. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hi Vijay, great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for joining in. Thank you. So Matthew, we first met uh, yeah last month at the Failcon Conference of Failures where yeah. I got to connect with you. Yes. and learn more about you and your work. 
And I was fascinated by the, you know, the mission that you are on and the hard work that you are putting to achieve that mission. Trash for sure is one of the biggest problem of the planet today, right? But the way you look at it is as an opportunity. What's the opportunity in Trash? Well, trash is a huge opportunity space. Uh, it is a it is a thirty-seven thousand crore budgeted area for the government uh, across the country. It is uh, in every other city you go to. It's a five thousand crore market. Just the unit economics of trash by itself. So there is a lot of uh, there's a huge opportunity in the space, depending on where you are playing in the space. So yes. Mm, so you you are talking about building a trash economy, right? So what is trash economy, and how how can that help in the overall economy of the country? So trash economy is basically about the second life cycle of materials, right? Uh, or your uh, normal materials that you buy in your life, like say a pen or a pencil or uh, a laptop, and everything has a first life cycle value, right? That is that is the uh, value that you attach to the material when you buy it from the market. The second life cycle value is the one of trash economy. Uh, trash economy purely is uh, when once your use for the material is done, there are certain materials that are there part of this uh, uh, product. That is, and there might be plastic, there will be a, a, a ink component and a metal component. For uh, laptops, there will be various electronic waste components, uh, chipboards, metal components, plastic components, and much more. Is the economy that extracts the value out of these material once your first life cycle uses over? That is that's pretty much trash economy. Yes. Yeah. So it's pretty much about using or uh, recycling the waste that you are generating at your home, right? So uh, how did you even got interested in this? What's what's your story? Well, I uh, after my graduation, that is way back in two thousand nine, I worked with a nonprofit like Snora International for a year. That's when I got introduced to the sector of waste management. Uh, once I was introduced to the sector, um, I felt uh, the whole challenge was so exciting and huge that I felt there's a lifetime's work worth doing in this space. So that's how I started into in um, 2010, 2010. I I started uh, Paperman and I was 22 when I started, and then yeah, it just went on. So yeah, my one year work with the nonprofit is what inspired me to start this work. That's awesome. So what is your family background, or I have read it that you know your dad has a business of plywood right so that means that involves cutting trees how you are saving trees so so uh, uh family is from uh, kerala south of india and um, they are the, in tra- traditionally we are into a family of uh, plywood manufacturing family so yes so the funny way to look at it is yeah he, my uh, my fa- uh, father cuts trees for a living and i save trees for a living and i i came to chennai when i was 18 to do my graduation um and uh, then when i was like 21 i joined this non-profit and 22 i started paperman that's pretty much my story before paperman mm, that's that's pretty interesting as you said like you started working with an ngo and then that's how you got introduced to hold this trash kind of stuff right yes and one thing that you have excelled it is incentivizing people for recycling their waste because it's not easier, you know, to get people recycle their waste just by giving them a couple of bucks what our uh, kabadiwalas are doing, right? Yeah. So the model that you have been bringing in to attach emotions to uh, motivate them to recycle trash is pretty interesting. So can you talk a bit more about like what are the different kind of uh, incentives that uh, you uh, do through Paperman? 
Well, um, so I, I I see my role in Paperman as a behavioral scientist. That's what I like to uh, like to you know work on. I like I like nudging people into forming better habits um, around uh, recycling and other things as well. Yes, uh, the Paperman are quite innovative in terms of how we engage uh, the citizens to start recycling. We don't uh, try be preachy. That that is, we don't go to uh, communities and talk about the importance of recycling. We go and create engaging models that makes a person want to be a part of it. So yes, we don't do the pull strategy or the push strategy. We try kind of do the uh, pull strategy for uh, getting people into place. So one of the most famous and uh, uh, well-known uh, model of uh, our one of our incentive structures is the trash funding concept. This is a this is a concept where your your trash at your home, that is your paper, plastic, the ruddy at your home, right, uh, becomes becomes a social investment. Uh, so what we have done is we we sort of build a platform like Kickstarter, hmm. where as a, as a individual household user or a corporate user or any kind of user you are, a trash producer that you are, you can uh, place a request on our uh, help, uh, call center or uh, request or through our uh, website to come and have a pickup from your house and that and choose a non-profit that you want to give that funds to right that particular trash the amount that will be extracted from it to and that money will be going to the uh, non-profit and you'll be able to track all the you know how this money is being used how people like you know how the social uh, ngo is making an impact and all that kind of stuff so it's a whole experience around your trash as, as such Mm, that's pretty interesting. So, how many NGOs do you have now listed on your platform? Forty nonprofits with us. Mm-hmm. They've raised close to twenty-five lakhs. Oh, that's amazing. That's huge number. So, how long have you been like starting this nonprofit thing? This has uh, been on since from the very beginning. Or no, this is this is on since two thousand fifteen. How do you select these nonprofits, or are you open for new nonprofits, or how does this thing work? Yeah, so now we are sort of consolidating and we are working with the existing number. Uh, we are working on create improving the experience for our users than accumulating more non-profits at this point. The whole idea that we look is the cost. The cost should be inspiring enough for me to be a part of it, right? So it's it's very simple. Like when uh, people disappear or something, you look at the cost of the non-profit organization, right? So that makes it inspiring to be a part of it. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the same thing we also do when we we look at this. So to the end user who want to sell their waste or trash, you give them both the options, like whether you have an opportunity to either to donate or you can uh, make money out of the trash? Yes, both options are available. Mm-hmm. Just to add to that, today, like uh, a household trash is worth around, say, 100, 150 rupees a month. Uh, that's, that's, that's one month accumulation of the value of trash. And most people are not very keen to, you know, call a kabadiwala, sell it, and, you know, make a money out of it. Well, not everybody's there at home also most of the time. Today. We're, all, we're all living in a world where everybody's busy, things keep, people keep moving up forward, you know. Uh, so, uh, so this sort of model kind of helped because the fact that I know that my, my one year's trash is sending a child to school kind of motivates me to do more recycling. Uh, so that, that's, the, that's the concept behind this trash funding platform. What's so satisfying about starting a social enterprise? What is most satisfying about uh, starting a social enterprise is a very interesting question. The most most satisfying thing is, is it pushes you to your limits, right? To a point that sometimes you break down. You absolutely can break down. 
but um, a, a social enterprise kind of gives you a sort of an authentic sense of being uh, you feel you feel uh, genuine you feel authentic and uh, you're doing something that makes a difference as in like you're, you you you're actually changing a few people's lives and you're seeing how it's happening right i'm not i'm not disregarding mm-hmm. any company for profit i think every person in every uh, company in this world has a role to play uh in a social entrepreneurship concept you are, you are very much connected because most social enterprises are much smaller in size than large companies uh in this case uh, all everybody is a part of the even your beneficiary is a part of your team right so that that is the one thing i like about social enterprise more uh there's always a heart while you also grow financially uh which which is something which is very exciting for me you get to make that impact on the ground level or you get to work with wide range of people and make that social impact with social enterprise how would you suggest or what would you suggest to someone looking to start their own social enterprise i didn't have a plan when i started i just went with the flow and things were one thing shaped to the other and life life just moved on and i just learned what to do that's all i, I went about right i uh, even today i i, I say like the uh, you know life is what happens while you keep planning right that's 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 what life life is uh but yeah i i would i would definitely say um have good mentors and and, and i especially use the word good mentor um good mentors are people good mentors are people who can uh, guide you through your good time uh, thing and guide you through your bad time so you need both like when things are going good leap forward when things are going bad you need to learn how to be patient and sustain through that period to move to the great good phases so there are ups and downs that's all part of life um so so yeah, yeah so you need really good mentors or guides who can who can uh, you know uh, be a support system for you when you go through these phases that's uh, it's very very important because it's not it's not a linear line in which you are moving right uh, how much ever exciting an idea is at the start of it as you keep going through it there are so many things that you need to learn right you will learn about yourself your own personal challenges how to work with teams uh challenges when you build a team and people in the team leave and these these are all things that keep happening you might be betting very big on a project might have put months of work onto a project and that just not, does not take shape so like say 2 3 months of all the work that you put all all nighters and everything just falls flat on one day right on or one minute so all this kind of stuff you need to learn how to handle it uh, both emotionally and mentally and everything it it is quite a tough journey but it can it it is one of those journeys if once you go through it one of the most fulfilling journeys uh, and i have no doubt about it it's definitely helps you become a better person it uh, it helps you find more about who you want to be who you are and what are the priorities of what are the priorities for you in your life Uh, so i think yeah i think i think definitely that that is the uh, my my key advice would be go for this journey but have really good people around that that's that's the key so since you have been talking about mentors which is a very 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 interesting topic for me because i love talking about mentors and having mentors in life as many guests in this podcast have talked about that in the past as well how important is it for you to have mentors in your life what is your approach in choosing a mentor for you or are there any set criteria that you have that i will consider this person as a mentor if 
he does these things or he has got these things one of the things is definitely the person must have walked the path that you want to walk right that is that is the very very basic thing that you want to see you cannot be making mentor to the person who have not even walked down that path right that is one of the criteria are there any other things that you look at a person before you consider him or her as your mentor so uh, personally speaking i have been very bad at the space <laughs> getting mentors is something which i have been quite bad uh, i'm i'm lately picking up the skills are something that i'm i'm it's 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 very new thing for me um so uh, my current strategy around it i don't know whether it's right or wrong i'm it's, it's something which i work with today is uh, you find mentors for different qualities that you need in your life right uh, some people are really good with planning right at the end of the day mentor or mentee or anything you are human beings right you are people right um some people are really good at risk taking some people are really good at uh planning some people are really good at motivating some people are really good at the vision the motivation and visioning right like dreaming it up right i call it dreaming dreaming it up some people are um some people are really good with uh communication right uh, how to go about your communication so you don't have to have only one mentor guiding you through all this right uh you don't ha- need to have a mentor who is exactly from your own industry sometimes it very it helps to have a mentor from another industry but it, because it, they can give you a very different viewpoint uh perspective of a very different perspective of what you are going through from their industries per se and most times innovation you know uh, between industries when you learn between different industries is when you are able to innovate better because innovation in most times is taking an idea which has been implemented well in one industry and taking it and applying it to another industry Uh, 90% of the innovation is that in this world right so so yeah it's very very important it's very very important to learn uh between industries uh so yeah so my 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 concept of uh, mentor today because i'm much later in life is not to have a single mentor but to have uh three of three or four depending on your need uh what you where you want to be um and uh, yeah and then work with that that's the idea for mentors for me today can you share a bit about the different kind of challenges that you face in social enterprise which is not that prevalent in for profit organizations social enterprise you have to work with emotions a lot more than other enterprises uh, emotions as such uh, the more you work with it it can get really tiring but the more you learn to dealing with it the the better you get at it uh so because a lot of people who join social enterprise come from very passion space um and it's it's more about their ideas and you know a lot about the people that they bring together on that so it, it's it's a very tricky thing to work with people in the social enterprise space so if you learn that that's a very a different challenge to what uh, is for a person who works in the for profit space most of the for profit space it's like it's a contract it's a transactional relationship right i do so much you pay me so much that's it's it's a, it's a transactional relationship with the, between the employee and the employer yes there are organizations with great relationships i'm not i'm not disregarding anything but but generally if you see the larger majority of the market is transactional relationship right i'm going to be here for a particular period you pay me so much and i will do this deliver this to you that's the kind of understanding uh but in a social enterprise there more the, the relationships get more than transactional most times and that can and that can be challenging when you have 50 60 people and you know you not be able to 
adhere to every part from a transactional level for 50 60 people uh in 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 simple lives even in homes it's very difficult to have that kind of a, like a real value relationship with everybody along with you right um so yeah it, it, it that can get a little bit of challenging i think that's that's something which you learn as you keep moving forward in this thing second thing uh in india one of the biggest challenges with social enterprises people try to stereotype stereotype you as ngo an ngo guy right an ngo thing uh, a non profit thing uh and that kind of that kind of stereotype does not help uh, you know i i i would never actually cross sell my organization social enterprise i say i'm working in the waste management space and i'm trying to make this space work right and i i, I see a profitable company uh it it is it is it is quite a challenge uh when people stereotype you as an ngo guy so that's that's something which we need, we want we want to stay away from and uh, another key challenge is today to even get talent uh, it's not that easy right uh the for profit space takes away most of the talent uh, really good talent actually ends up in the for profit space but things are getting conventionally it was not easy to get really good talent to come and work with uh, the non profit sec- sector but today there are more and more people who actually value their quality of life over the money that they come into their bank so that which is a, which is a very good shift right a lot more people actually value the quality of life being more authentic being uh, living a life where they have a meaning to it these are these are things that a lot more people value more today than and then you know just getting more and more money in the bank account which is a very very uh, good shift and there is a, a there's a tremendous flow of entrepreneurs and people that's coming into the sector today uh, as a social entrepreneur it's 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 for me it's about how how well can i tap into that market how well can i get more people who are aligned to these thoughts and beliefs to work together with me this these are the key challenges that i need to for constantly uh, work with you know um when when money is not your key bribe right and uh, your vision and mission is your key bribe you need to always be at the top notch of yourself right you need to you need to be constantly be able to sell your vision sell your um, mission the plan that you have constantly 100% every time uh, because that's your that's your biggest you know biggest weapon that you have to guide bring people towards you and your work and you know to grow it so you need to you need to be really on your top game every day you know consistently doing that over 8 uh, 9 years it's not a very easy thing you know you have your ups and downs personally in your life too and uh, consistent consistently doing that is not a challenge that's something which i continuously try even when things go different how do i consistently keep doing putting my top game in front right yeah that's that's something which we all need to learn and uh, that's that's a challenge and that or each of these challenges once you face them and you work with them it only makes you stronger right and uh, so challenges are a good thing as well you learn a lot when you face those challenges and when you are on the other side of that challenge then you are not the same person definitely because you have learned a lot facing that particular challenge right so matthew what are some of the other works that you are doing uh i run a another foundation called open act basically i i facilitate conversations around uh, environment so uh, basically sustainable development goals un has proposed the 17 sustainable development goals on which uh, uh, a goal is set for 2030 for the world uh, i facilitate sessions that's around uh, everything green buildings to energy to water to waste to everything around those every uh, every alternate saturday in chennai and we are start setting up chapters now in uh, bangalore delhi uh, mumbai 
So you're setting up chapters for open access. So this is a, a community that meets up every uh, alternate Saturday for 90 minutes to talk about these key challenges of our times. So that, that's that's going pretty well. I, I play a role of facilitator here and helping to take the uh, model to different cities. We've been in operation since 2017. So that's that's something which keeps me busy apart from Paperman. Other than that, I I enjoy uh, I enjoy meditation. I enjoy my walk every day that I, I i really enjoy that i i enjoy going out and playing football with friends these are other things that fills up my life since you talk about meditation what does your morning routine looks like or how do you prepare yourself for the uh, you know day ahead in the morning well um, i'm not an expert at it but <laughs> i i wake up uh, say quite early i wake up around 6 5:36 that's my usual waking up time I try and pen down my thoughts which I you know as soon as I wake up I try and pen down my thoughts whatever thoughts is there in my head I try and pen it down uh, I, I I like my waking up hours it's it's very it's it's something it's most valuable thing to me uh, that early morning waking up hours then I kind of do a 20 minute sort of a meditation which which really helps me to just you know detach from all the ideas and thoughts and my being and just be connected to my own self and and the world what is a meditation practice looks like what is it a simple breathing exercise or or some guided kind of uh, meditation or what is it yeah i do both i do a simple breathing exercise and i do a 10 minutes of a guided meditation any tools or maybe a app that you use for that matter yes i use an app called insight timer mhm it's a it's a it's a very powerful meditation app and i i really enjoy using it I used to use Headspace a year back, but I, I I eventually found Insight Timer to be more useful for me. So yeah, I use Insight Timer. Ah uh, yeah, I do that. I do the meditation. I uh, do a bit of reading, morning reading, and I, half an hour I spend to plan out my day, the stuff that I need to get done, and few things like that. Then I go for a one hour walk. Uh, right after that, a walk or a jog, whatever that you know appeals on that day. uh and then uh, spend some time reading the papers and then have my breakfast by 9 and uh, i'm usually at work by 10 matthew what are some of the goals that you would like to achieve in another 5 or maybe 10 years any anything specific that you would like to share uh well i'm i'm quite passionate about the waste management space and this is this is, this is an area for me which has been very close uh, and something which i've really put my life through uh so definitely i want to in the next 10 years i would like to see a much better shift in the way waste management is done in india so and I, my work will be directed at that uh this this means more improved material recycling better collection facilities better behavioral change and more right so it's it's a it's a very uh huge thing what is one thing that you are still struggling to overcome or the challenge that you are facing right now a challenge today that we uh, i face uh, mostly is around to like there's so much to do right and uh, today uh, one key challenge would be to get people to take ownership of their trash uh, that's, a, that's a very 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 difficult thing right because when i go to a school or a institution or a company or something people are like i'm ready to pay can you take care of my trash that sort of a model does not work uh from my experience i i honestly feel you need to really start uh, you know take ownership of their trash 
So that's a that's a very big thing because the the whole concept of zero waste happens when you start thinking about it. You start working out, working towards it. You make it part of your habit, like you brush your teeth two times a day or one time a day, whatever. You know, it it should be a part. Managing waste should be a part of your routine habit, right? Taking care of your environment. It should be a part of your routine habit. The simple thing is, we as Indians, so it's 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 a it's a deep rooted mental uh, frame, right? We as Indians, we take pride in our homes. We don't take pride in your locality. When you don't take pride in your locality, that is where the challenge comes. I I, I strongly believe in that, and uh, I think a lot needs to be done to make that work. Matthew, now it's time for the enlightening round. Are you excited? Yes, I'm ready for that. So, Matthew, what inspires you to do everything that you do? My peace, my my uh, joy with my own self. I think that's that's inspires me. the peace that comes from making impact yeah my my if i'm if i wake up in peace and that's inspiring for me awesome there are some books in each one of our lives right that comes and leaves impact on us and maybe you know makes us think differently or you know change bring about that change in our life are there any uh, those kind of books in your own life that has left a big impact on you i've had various books has left a big impact on me but um uh, I think one one key book would be Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, um, and another one would be um, uh, uh, Philip Knight's uh, Shoe Dog. It's about the Ni- Nike's yeah, Nike's owner and his story. Yeah, it's very inspiring. If you were to start this success journey all over again, what are those three things that you think you would have done differently? I would have engaged more mentors uh, in the beginning days. i would have joined more networks that would have helped me get access to thing um i would have worked better on uh, improving my communication uh, plan when i work and you know i would have i would have definitely worked on improving my communication uh, so these are three things more mentors more network and uh, improved communication so matthew is there any online tool or app that you found very very useful for you in your business or maybe life So I use uh, a few uh, apps which are really helpful uh, for different purposes. Uh, for collecting information, I use something called Google Keep. Quite quite useful for me. Uh, for like whenever I see something, I read something on the mobile or something, I just save it on Google Keep, and that really helps to you know connect back later and read further on it. Second, I I'm I'm a big lover of Insight Timer. I I mentioned earlier. um that that app has been very very powerful for me and it's really helped my uh, help me to be in the right state mental state to face mental and emotional state to face thing so yeah so uh, insight timer is a great app and i really enjoy using that yeah these these two are the real the real game changers for me these two app so matthew i have one more question left for you but before that if people want to learn more about you and paperman and your work and if they want to connect with you what's the best possible way uh for paperman you can reach out to me at info you can type a mail out to me at info@paperman.in uh i'll be happy to you know connect and help you take things through it's info@paperman.in uh for um, uh, more info on openac if you are interested we are starting up chapters in mumbai delhi and uh, bangalore So, if you are interested in uh, learning how you can be a part of that chapter and growing Open Act in your community, uh, reach out to me on our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com/openactcommunity. That's that's these are pretty ways that 
you know, we can engage and take things forward. Guys, make sure that you connect with Matthew on all different social media platforms and check out his website at Paperman and uh, Open Act and all the works that Matthew is doing to make this world a better place. And he is so reachable and he responds to all the messages that he get, right? And he is so eager in helping you out. And he's always there for you. So make sure that you connect with him and learn more from him and learn more about his work. And if you have any kind of questions or doubts, then uh, feel free to reach out to him. So Matthew, here's the last question for you. Since you have already given three TEDx talks, imagine there is this biggest arena built in the history of the world. And there are millions of seats in that arena. And then each of those seats are filled, right? All of those seats in that biggest arena ever built with millions of people is filled and people are eagerly and passionately sitting there and listening to you. You are there at the stage and you were given with one minute of time to address those people. What would be your message to all those people listening to you? Be more nice to yourself. I think that that would be the key message that I will give every person. Be more nice to yourself. It has been an amazing conversation, Matthew. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Howard. It was really nice to be here, Vijay. You, you really uh, took this conversation really well. And I think uh, kudos to you. I think great effort you're making to doing this. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Inspiring Talk. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Matthew. If you learned something or got some inspiration from this episode, make sure to share this with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 3636. You can access all the resources such as books, links, apps or any other information mentioned in this episode by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 3636. Also, make sure that you take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it on your Instagram story. And don't forget to tag me at the red BJ Speaks. Also, make sure to share this with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. Let's spread this information out to the world and help other people learn as well. And finally, the journey might not always be smooth one. There are going to be ups and downs as you navigate through the life. But my friend, have faith on yourself and this universe and continue taking one step at a time and you shall reach there in no time. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.